thing here. The ignorance about how this heritage, this inheritance is transferred from God to man, then to man, then to man, and becomes generational after that. The ignorance about that is what has caused the gross, gross wallowing in failure and limitation. Because we have not understood, our eyes have not yet been fully enlightened to see how now this transparency of the inheritance, of what is called the inheritance, actually happens in our day. And because of that again, there's been a lot of of, of, of lack, of limitedness, because of that. And that is why again, the apostle Paul prayed that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know these things. And today, your eyes are going to get more enlightened. More enlightened, more enlightened. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now this has always been and will always be the way God has worked. The way God has transferred. There's always been that continuity, that succession of an inheritance. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The same God who is generational. What was on Abraham was on Isaac was on Jacob. It's the same way. It is the same God. The same heritage. The same inheritance that Elisha the prophet received from Elijah the prophet. The same way. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 2, verse, verse 12, I believe. 2 Kings 2. This is when Elijah is about to vanish from his eyes to depart. He says, And Elijah saw it after the mantle now had fallen. And Elijah, Elijah, sorry, had been caught up with the Lord. He says, Elijah saw the mantle fall and he cried. My father, my father. Do you know what happens when someone can see, when someone becomes a child and cries, Abba, father, he becomes an heir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Without being begotten, so to say, spiritually, there's no inheritance. The context of inheritance is in being begotten. Before then, Elisha had never. He looked at Elijah as his master. And then he saw that this is the man that had begotten him. And Elisha saw it and cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he, and he saw him no more. Hallelujah. Do you understand this thing? He said that he saw him no more. And he took hold of his clothes. His own clothes. Hallelujah. And rent them in two pieces. Now in other words, in other words, 
Mark chapter 2 verse 21. It says, No man also soweth a piece of new cloth on an old garment. Else the new piece that filled it up taketh away from the old and the rent is made worse. Again, many people, when it is time for an inheritance, they remain with their old cloth, their old identity. They are not begotten really. They begin with their own cloth. They don't rent it. They don't take. And that's how people miss out. And they want to kind of tie that cloth to some other cloth. And it doesn't work that way. Hallelujah. It doesn't work that way. It says, Elisha. Elisha. It says, my father, my father. He knew he had received a new garment. He knew this was his inheritance. He knew how it was. He knew how the garment was made. He knew the model, the mold of the garment. He knew the fashion of it. And he said, this is my fashion now. To, I was going to say to hell with mine. Hallelujah. And Elisha saw it and he cried, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and he rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the Jordan. Hallelujah. And it's from that moment on that we see what has been missing for generations upon generations. It rarely happens. It's called succession. It's called continuity. Hallelujah. That's what inheritance is all about. Succession. It's all about continuity. You see a great man and woman that has something, evidently something, that is evidently from God. It's an inheritance from God. He has obtained. She has obtained. And they depart. Pass on into the heavenlies. And you cannot see the same thing that has gone through a succession and a, and a continuity. Whether when they are on earth or after they have passed on. You can't see it. But now, we see from verse 14. He goes and he stands on the Jordan. And he says, where is the God? Hallelujah. He says, and he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him. And smote the waters and said, where? Is the God of Elijah. Hallelujah. And when he also had spit on the waters, he says they parted here and there. He, they parted here and, and the same miracle, the same things that were seen and were evident, the same things of God that were seen and were evident upon Elijah started to be seen and evidenced Upon Elisha, there was a continuity. There was an inheritance. There was a succession. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. There's going to be thousands of remnants that will pick up the same thing. Hallelujah. And wherever they go, they will see it. The evidence of this shall be seen upon them. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, where is the God 
of Elijah. Remember what Jesus said? I return unto my father and your father, my God and your God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now, tapping into it was Elisha now. Elisha. He become another Elijah now. Glory to God. Something had been passed on and now, you see, people could see and know that this is the same thing. This here is this. It's exactly the same thing. You know there's a difference with a man and woman who carries an inheritance and a glory from heaven to bless you here and there and you're blessed. And it's another thing now for you to actually succeed with an inheritance, to become a succession of that inheritance. It's another thing because when you show up they begin to see the fashion of that inheritance. They can see it. It's the same. And it gives you the same results on anything about everything. It's the same thing. The same, same, same thing. Hallelujah. It is the same thing. And now let me tell you. Before you even look in the realm of the Christians and the children of God, out there in the world, the same thing happens. You get a man or a woman who has invested heavily and has huge investments. Huge investments. And that man or woman passes on and supposedly his or her children inherit the great investment. Let me tell you, right on that inheritance, a matter of time. You've seen these things where a man and a woman has, has great investments and they die with their investments. They stick the physical investment may, may appear to still seem to be there. But <laughs> you don't inherit the physical. You inherit the immaterial that builds the material. And you will see this over and over. I've seen these things everywhere. I've moved to places, countries, where they tell me, oh, you know, this was owned by a former president. And the former president has children who have apparently inherited it. And the thing is falling apart, falling apart. And that's when you get to know that inheritance is much more than inheriting something physical. There's something that is immaterial that builds that empire, that builds that investment that a person may give it to you. I can get everything I have and give them to you and two months later you're broke. I'm telling you. I'm telling you that it is much, much, much more. It is immaterial. It is the immaterial that you inherit. The very thing that builds that material thing. Hallelujah. And that is why if these children do not have it, if these children don't have it, I'm telling you, he gives it to them and you know it is gone. It is gone. A matter of time, 
gone. And the people now are in debt. In, you know, you say these things every time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 18. Let me show you something. Genesis chapter 18, verse 17. It says, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him. That's the Lord now. That he will command his children and his household after him. There's something the Lord valued about Abraham. He knew that he would be so intent, intent in imparting the immaterial that constructed him, that made him inherit what is of God unto his children. Hallelujah. He says, for I know that he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 1 says, Now these are the commandments, the statutes, the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that you might do them in the land where you go to possess it. That thou might, mightest fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command thee, thou and thy son, and thy son's son. You see how it's generational? You see, we're talking about a generational mindset. While people are focused on generational curses, the vehicle is the mindset. And this you can find in most of these places in Uganda. And you know that there's, there's, there's an epidemic of a mindset that is in bondage and it is generational. From one generation to another, they, they can't believe that they can excel. From one generation to another, they don't see beyond their food. Hallelujah. And so now, he's introducing something that is going to trigger a new realm. He says, his statutes, which I command you that thou and your son and your son's sons, all the days of life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Verse 3. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do, that it may be well with thee. Now imparting these things, he says that it may be well with thee, and that she might increase mightily, as the Lord God of your father, has promised thee. He's trying to instruct on how these things are transferred from generation to generation. How they are transferred from father to son. He's trying to instruct on that. And he's saying that the things that, that there are things that are imparted from father to son that enable the son to be worthy 
of inheriting the substance, the inheritance. He says, as the Lord God of your fathers has promised thee in the land which floweth with milk and honey. Verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Verse 5. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Verse 6. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in your heart. Verse 7. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto your children and shall talk of them when thou sittest in your house. He says, diligently. And when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, now you know how serious this is. This is. It's going to get the stuff that Abraham is made of to impart it to the children. Now go to verse 20. Verse 20, for a lack of time. And when your son asketh thee, in time to come, saying, what meaneth the testimonies? Says, prophet, where have all these things come from? Hallelujah. And the statutes and the judgments which the Lord our God has commanded you. Then thou shalt say unto your son, we were Pharaoh's bondmen in Egypt. Then you shall tell them, there was a time, hallelujah, when we walked through and through and through just to preach. Miles upon miles. You will tell them this. You tell them there's a time when there was no food in sight to eat. You see, they ask you, why all these things that you value so much? Why all these things you value so much? Says there was a time. Hallelujah, I'm telling you. He says, Thou shalt say unto thy son, We were in Pharaoh's bondmen in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. That is the reason why we keep the same testimonies, the same statutes, the same convictions. Hallelujah. When you see a man like me, Having succeeded. Don't try to advise me. Ask yourself. Ask me. How? Hallelujah. I'm telling you. Ask how. Because let me tell you. Let me tell you. There are things that are built specially. You know, the Apostle Paul said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. You want his result? He said, let this mind be in you. What is the mind of Prophet Elvis? Hallelujah. What because you see, that's what constructs. He says, let this mind be in you. What is the conviction that he has? Don't have different convictions if you want the same result. Don't try to advise on what has already worked. Study it very well. Study the same convictions, the same feelings, 
the same values, the same. It will give you the same result. When you deviate, you've missed it. In one, just one thing. Hallelujah. What are my values? How do I regard man? How do I regard God? How do I regard, how do I value God? How do I value man? And let me tell you something. I care about, only about those who care about me. Hallelujah. And that, that, that is, let me tell you. <laughs> that is only in the context of, <laughs> that's only in the context of, you know, if someone out there like thinks for some reason that they are so important, I don't care. I really don't. That's what has got me here. Because I value the revelation of God. I value those that value me. I care about those that care. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And I care in the same way God helped me. That God cares about them. The remnants of God. Let me tell you. Because I know. I know that there is no one. That is a remnant. That God has not brought here. Jesus said. Jesus said. No man comes unto me. Except the father has drawn him. And I'm, I'm very well aware of that. And I know that you're God's prized possession. I know that you're his choicest. And so I have to, I have to regard you in high value. I will not mistreat you. I will not. And I'm telling you, I'm giving you a sneak peek into the way I see things. And these days it's becoming too much. I even want to backslide. <laughs> I move out and I'm supposed to be having fun. And all of a sudden I, I need to pray for you. You see? Hallelujah. Now, my value system matters a lot. The same things. When I, when I look around in life, what do I value? What, what moves me? What do I regard? Some of you are moved by small, small things. By small, small things. I'm talking about men here, men there, you see? Who apparently have something, you see? Hallelujah. I've never cared and I will never care. Never! I will never make, I will never allow anyone in life to make me feel like I need them. Because I actually don't. Because I know they need me. I know. I know that. Now, that is how I have been built. That is my conviction. Those are my values. The things which take my heart, which draw me. The things which I stick on to. The things that I meditate on. The things that I must see. I don't just minister, right? The things, this is the way I am. If you become like that, you, can, you will inherit rightly. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And that is why. That is why. You're supposed to take note of these things. Take note of them. Hallelujah. 
I said you're supposed to take note of these things. Study them very well. You know, it says, worthy is the lamb. Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. Worthy, it says, is the lamb to receive glory. Okay, saying with a loud voice, the angels and the creatures, it says, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive. He was worthy. Some people are unworthy to receive. You know, for you to be worthy, there's something that you have gone through to make you worthy. Just don't find yourself there and I'm worthy. Even Jesus, he said he was made worthy after he was slain. It needed him to go through what he went through. And then, because he had, he had nailed everything on the cross, he had reconstructed and recreated everything spiritually, then all power, he says, now you're worthy. He says, worthy is the lamb. He says, to receive. Receive. You understand? To receive. Can you receive what you have already? If it necessitates reception, then you didn't have it before you received it. Hallelujah. And the context is the cross. The context is the cross. There are things that you get yourself through and you're prepared. You, you remember this children I was talking about who inherit things and they are not worthy. They've been just riding around on this. You know these motorbikes which are like this, eh? you know. <laughs> and then now time comes and boom, the dad died and all of a sudden they're inside, you know. Eh? Hallelujah. They're not worthy. And the experience shows itself forth afterwards. That's why I'm telling you. You know, some of you look at the wrong things. I will get you and put you in my position with everything material. We'll give you one month and you'll be back down. Back down. It says, worthy is the lamb that was slain. He said it was slain to receive To receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. This was a result of that. This was a result of him being slain. He says, now let this mind be in you, which God found in prophet Elvis. If you can see if you can witness the evidence of God's heritage in me, then let this mind. Because there are those who can, who can attest to it. But there was a time you couldn't see anything because it was spiritual. Nothing. If you can see the evidence of this, let this mind be in you. Let the same convictions. You know some of you are haters. I don't hate people. <laughs> I don't hate. I don't have the ability to hate. I never wish anyone foul. 
never a single person no matter what they say and do sometimes that's why I struggle with some of the people you guys want me to judge hallelujah the things that I value the things that I do, when I tell you to do these things don't try to advise me otherwise do you want your results or you want mine now I'm telling you I'm telling you that there's something, there's an immaterial material that has constructed everything. And this is the inheritance. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 19 verse 29. Matthew 19 verse 29. It says, And everyone that has forsaken houses and brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or, ch- hey, man, or children or lands. <laughs> the list is too big, man. Eh? And it will get you somewhere, man. Eh? It says, For my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit so well. This is the principle that I can't expound on that. But there's an inheritance there. You, you make yourself worthy. Some people want to just come with all the kayola, you know, eh? and they have all this stuff. What you will get from that as you come here is you will be blessed, your salary will increase, your position will increase, you know, but the inheritance, inheriting Zoe, you make yourself worthy. You make this the fashion of this garment that you clothe upon yourself. And you lose your identity. You rent your clothes and put it on. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. Even if you don't want to hear, I'm telling you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Says, Let this mind be in you. Let this mind be in you. The same, that's the same principle. The same principle that operates. The same principle. Same. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so when you get to understand what an inheritance is, when you get to understand it, let me tell you, it becomes your all in all. When you find people that don't understand it, they are shallow. They are trivial. They are superficial. And you get people like, you remember? Esau, who for a muzzle of bread, the scripture says, sold his birthright. Remember when he was hungry? Believe it was Genesis 25? He sold. He says he sold his birthright. Hallelujah. And Jacob sold pottage and Esau came from the field and he was faint. Now, it says food for the moment now. You know it? And that's how I say that to Japan. Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage. For I am faint, therefore his name is called Edom. And Jacob said, sell me this day your birthright. You, you, you can see. You can see where you know, people who are wise. People who are sharp, they know to go for the things that are valuable. I know the things that are valuable. Some of you don't know the things that are valuable. 
If a person with the anointing came and another person who apparently has connections <laughs> showed up, your choices would be telling. What do you value? Jacob knew. He said, if I get that, if I get that, the birthright. <laughs> and Jacob said, sell me this day your birthright. He knew that it would be just transferred like that. Judas was played the same way. For that momentary thing, he ended up betraying the remnant revolution. Momentary, momentary thing. He was put on pause and then he denied, betrayed. Moment. Says we shall promote you. Say, yeah, deny. No, I don't, I don't know him. For me, even I, I think my sister used to take me there, that and gone. Gone. And Jacob said, Sell me this day your birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at a point, at the point to die. I need this thing now. I swear the devil corners you. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? We're talking about food here, man. Eh? And Jacob said, Swear me this day. And he sweared unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. And then now tables turn after that, and you wonder. I'm telling you, I'm telling you that there's something to be inherited here. There's a thing that is to be inherited here. And that is why you are here. More than to be blessed. More than to be blessed. More than to receive a miracle here and there. There's an inheritance that ought to be seen. Evidenced by succession. By continuity upon your life, where people will see and know that this is the same thing that God handed down upon Prophet Elvis, and now is upon you. I'm telling you, I say to you that you're in the right place. We have enough substance here, spiritual substance, to back you up throughout this entire year. 